This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, just before we get on to the uh, the second half of the show, which is going to be good, uh, just a reminder to everyone that we do have a fantastic offer currently going from NordVPN. And look, they've even got a happy Santa Claus. Um, this is through Always Wolves. The link's in the description below. You've got a 30-day money-back uh, as well guarantee. You get an extra four months and... You get a massive saving um, against £187.32, reduced to 64.53 for two years and an extra four months. Um, and it works on not just one device, but all the devices in your households. Um, so, you know, if you've got multiple devices, very good. If you're going away, brilliant. If you've got like a fire stick, you can change your location and watch all your different Netflix and your football shows. Uh, it's an absolute bargain. If you've not got it, Grab yourself the offer. The link's in the description below, or you can scan the QR code that's coming up. So let's move on now and bring... This is going to be an interesting head-to-head when it comes to the quiz, to be honest. But first of all, we have the tracky man himself. What you got on tonight? It's sooty. A feeler, is it tonight? A bit feeler, David. Uh, sooty, how many, um, how many trackies do you actually have, mate? Oh, loads. <laughs> a lot. Well, give us a guess. Give like a guesstimate. 20. You've got about 20 trackies. Fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing, that is, mate. Where do you keep them all? Have you got a special yeah. wardrobe with all your trackies in? Yeah. Got my own you... little slot. You need, yeah, you, you'll need to show us this at some point because you are literally a walking retro um, trackie. You know, you... You've got so many cool trackies, but they are the best trackies, though, aren't they, mate? They are, yeah. They are, absolutely. And we have the young gun coming up. One of our young guns as well. Lewis, how are you doing, mate? Hi, Dave. How are you? You all right? Good. I'm really good uh, to have you on today. I'll tell you what, the shoot out at the end on the quiz today is going to be a good one. I'll try not to... um, look at getting you something from like 
um, Sooty's era of like um, the 50s or anything like that. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Sooty, um, I didn't get to see you yesterday, um, sadly, uh, but I know you were there. Um, what did you make of it? What's your points? Too passive, Dave. Passive again, yeah. Terrible start and... I think Mr. Arteta had watched the Fulham game and told his two full-backs, push up as high as you can on their wing-backs. Just press them up. If they break away, we'll deal with them. But you just stay up in their half. Killed us, Dave. Absolutely killed us. We just couldn't get out of our own half. Well, we never touched the ball unless we picked it up out the net. Yeah. Um, you, I know people are saying, oh, these are outstanding goals. They were awful goals for us, Dave, because we were all over the place. Nobody put a tackle in. To see young Saka trotting off, kicking his heels behind him in celebration tells you just how easy it is. So, uh, for me, personally, when you're um, when they're pressing eye up against uh, on you like that, if Burnley do that on Tuesday, we're in trouble because we must do that to Burnley. If we if we sit back and and let them come at us, we will be in big trouble. No good against Burnley. We must push on against them. I'm fully expecting Dave six points from the next two home games because if we don't, it's not very good really. Because I'll accept yesterday uh, we had a lot of players out because you'd have started Lamina, Joao Gomez, Aitnori, uh, Pedro Neto. They'd have all started. Um, so there is that thing in the second half, you know, we give ourselves a sniff, but in reality, we didn't deserve anything, mate. We were, we were pretty poor. We didn't lay a glove on them. They battered us, Dave. Could have been five or six and it would, that, that wouldn't have flattered them. I think that's a very honest assessment. I mean, I said, I said this for ourselves, it's a funny old game football because, you know, it could have been, but then at the end, like um, Lewis, Arsenal were hanging on. What, how, what, how did you see the game, Lewis? And do you agree with Sutty on what he's had to say there? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think anyone can disagree really with what he said. I think we, we came um, to the stadium in the first half, especially. We just we were so poor. We didn't have any intent at all. It's like we, we believed before the game started that we were going to lose which, you know, going into any game, it's the wrong mentality completely. Regardless of how good they, they can play and how good their individual players are, you should arrive at every game thinking that, you know, you can you can get something at least, you're going to win. You you know, you, you shouldn't arrive with such a negative mentality. Um, and, yeah, we were just so passive. I think that's the best word. I heard it used a few times tonight, um, also by Sutton in, in the first half. So, so passive. We, we just look quite quite scared to be there as if the stage was too big for us but you know these are top players you know that we have um in our squad and you know obviously Lamina was missing so it's a it's a big member of the dressing room now um even you know Gomez not being there but the squad that was there was capable of winning uh yesterday um but you know Arsenal played really well but we allowed them to play well they've come up against teams that they've you know the same quality as our players individually, who made them look a lot worse by the way they played. You know, like I said, they scored a couple of really good goals, but we allowed them to do that. It wasn't because 
you know that we that that we were playing amazing and they still scored them. We were playing poor and they scored good goals. Um, so yeah, I think obviously Cunha with the goal in the second half, and it was interesting that the goal came from obviously a high press, you know, up up the pitch from Nelson winning the ball back quite high, which probably Arsenal during the game weren't used to. You know, we were quite passive, but we'd lose the ball and we kind of drop off as if we were quite scared. But um, yeah, Nelson pressed high, won the ball, and, and we took the shot quite quick with Cunha, and it was a good goal. And a bit more of that, and we could have been walking away from the stadium with you know a couple of goals ourselves. In if we played like that in the first half, could have gone in at half time. Um, so yeah, I think it was just disappointing the way we played. You know, I can always take losing, but the performance has to be there. And yesterday, the, the performance wasn't there. Uh, yeah, I think we'd all agree with that. Um, do you think it was down, though, Lewis, to the absence of uh, the two central midfielders, that the, the midfielders that come in, Bubakar and Tommy Dole, were a little bit off the pace? Uh, um, also, Dawson was coming back off it after his suspension. Ryan Aitnuri was obviously, who'd been a starter, was unable to start. Do you think that affected the mentality to start with? Because I thought... Once we sort of like got past the twenty-five minute stage, I thought we started to look a lot more comfortable, and they started to work it out and grew into the game. Do you think? Do you think it was a lot of those changes that caused it, or do you think this is an endemic problem that Wolves have at the moment, which seem to be starting slow? We talked about Tottenham, Fulham. You know, it's happened a few other times this season. You know, we need to be starting a little bit more aggressive and on the front foot. And do you think um, that Dawson's tackle on Saka, as was mentioned by Jack, was a little bit powder puff? And do you think he was frightened to put his leg in there to block it in case we got another penalty? Do you think the mentality is affecting us in that respect? Or do you just think it was just lack of belief? I I mean, I can't, I'm sure they didn't go in thinking that, that, oh, we're going to lose. But I don't know. Do you think all those issues affected it? Yeah, there was like the three points you spoke about. Obviously, the rotation in the squad, um, the, the kind of awareness of, um, you know, players of the situation with VAR recently. And then obviously the the kind of lack of starting games, you know, on the front foot and really going after them from the off. So, you know, I'll deal with them uh, separately. So I think the rotation point, I, I can definitely take, um, obviously, players were absent in the previous game against Fulham, like you mentioned, Dawson. And obviously, we lost three of our regular starters in the Fulham game. Um, but I think the, the quality of the players that came in are, you know, obviously, they're not as good players, but they're still good players. And I don't think that warrants such a significant drop-off. I think possibly sharpness could be a thing where, you know, they're, they're not as match fit as, the, you know, Arsenal, who obviously played um, on Tuesday as well. Uh, so, you know, they're obviously playing regularly. But also that should be taken into account that Arsenal did play on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, they had a bit less time to prepare. There's only one day, obviously playing on the Monday last week. But I think, you know, th- there should be everyone in the team and in and around the squad should be ready to start a game uh, and be at the best level. That They shouldn't be there if they're not going to be like, uh, be ready for that day. But I think, you know, I, c- I can understand that the level will drop off a little bit. I mean, you compare, for example... Uh, Bubakar and Lamina, who played obviously like for like swap there, and obviously Lamina is a, a better uh, midfielder for us at the moment. But Bubakar shouldn't be in the squad if he's not capable to step in. If his role is you know backup for Lamina, 
he should be able to be a, be there when Lamina's absent. So I, I definitely I take the point about rotation. I always think it takes him 15 minutes to sort of warm up into to get to the speed of the game. I, I'm basing that on the fact that I've seen earlier on the season he's come on as a substitute, Palace being a point in fact, mm-hmm. and we've lost the midfield when he's come on because he, he, he takes seems to take time to get up to the pace and adjust to where everything is. And I think he's a very good player. And I think both Tommy Doyle and Bubakar Traore are young players. haven't got as much experience as the likes of Lamina. But then you look at Joe Gomez, who's like, what, 19 or 20 or however old he is. And he seems to have more of a... Well, I mean, that's why we brought him in. Um, you know, they've got to be, like you say, ready. They can't... You, in the Premier League, you can't be ten five or 10% off it because you will get found out. And um, Bubakar Traore, I think, you know, he really improved. And I thought Tommy <coughs> Doyle did as well. He was trying to spray the ball around. And at the end... Um, Bubakar was winning the balls back Tommy Doyle was pulling the strings in midfield we were pushing for that equaliser because we caught Arsenal and they started to panic but this is sort of like 75, 80 minutes in when we started to really turn up and and, and, and Sutti, I made a point uh, in the first half I don't know if you catch, caught it um, I think a lot of credit goes to the Wolves fan base at uh, at the Emirates because we'd been hit and stunned and we're like, we've traveled all that way and we're two nil down again. You know, we're, we're thinking about the last time we went to the Emirates and three nil down after 15 minutes game over, we lost five nil, but we hung in there. Um, it was bloody cold and it was bitter, but the fans in the second half, especially started to get that wave of noise going and built and built and built. And I felt like, the belief within the fan base thought, you know what, come on, we're still in this. We can get a nick a goal. And and I thought that fed eventually into the Arsenal fans because they started to get a little bit nervy. And then I thought the, when Wolves scored the goal, it was like a light switch went on. It was like, oh, yeah, we can, we, you know, we can hurt these guys, but it was too late. And I think, I've said again, I think if we'd have gone on for five minutes more, I think we'd have equalised because I thought it was only one team that was going to score at that point. We might well have done, Dave, but going back um, to, you know, they sussed us out, Dave. Tommy Doyle and Bubakar Traore didn't stand a chance in midfield because they had two more men in midfield with their with their wing-backs or full-backs, whatever you want to call them. They were just bombing on all the time, pinned us back. We just couldn't get out. And I think it's a bit... I know you always, you'll probably think he always goes on about boxing, this bloke. But if you're a boxer and you keep getting it, Dave, you're going to go down. You're going to, you ain't going to keep taking punches. And then you're reliant on a knockout. You get so far in the, in the fight, you get to the eighth, ninth round. You're so far behind on points that you've, the only way you're going to win is to spark him out. And that, that's the analogy that the best analogy I can come up with for us, um, actually winning yesterday. We've got to start going to places like that, irrelevant to what team we're picking, with the belief that we can win. Because if you don't have that full belief, and that the one the one word the phrase I hate is free hit, I don't accept any free hits in this league. That any team can beat anyone on their day, 
And if you go there telling yourself, poor, it's free at this one, we can't win this. We know with the side we've got out, it's a chance for fringe players to actually make that manager sit up and go, hang on, this kid's really put a shift in here. And, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've really dug in. Now, when you go away from home, it's always going to be more difficult. I get it. It's, you've got the home crowd, you know. At the Emirates, there's 57,000 more of them than there is of us. Um, but when you can hear your pocket of supporters, 3,000 of them, cheering non-stop and it was non-stop it wasn't a song choir a song choir wolverhampton wanderers kept for going 25 in. minutes rippling around as loud as anything and everybody was joining in on it and it has an effect so it's just, it's just as much our responsibility because when we're quiet that doesn't really g them up very much. So we've got a responsibility as well here that when we go away from home, because let's be honest, we're privileged to go away from home because I bet there's any amount of people on this channel watching this now that just can't get tickets. We go everywhere. I get a ticket for every single away game, everyone. So I deem myself privileged because I can get into every ground. Now, a lot of people can't. They'd love to, Dave. They'd absolutely love to go. So it's up to us to get behind them when they're, when they're digging in and make it known that we're fully behind them. Because I think there is, there is, a, there is a, a feeling of change coming here. They're behind this manager. Mm. you know. And I have been critical of this football club. I'm still watching Fosum very closely because January is coming. Let's see what happens in January with them. But there's there is a shift of change coming about and they like this man who's in charge because he's not stuck up his own arse. He's come here on a on, on you know with no plans, you know, made for a pre season. Thrown into the deep end. Yeah, absolutely thrown to the deep end. And as I said to you last week, there's gonna be a lot of teams next season. We're going to be looking over their shoulder because they've spent a bit too much money and they won't be able to spend so much money next season. But we should be able to. I'm not saying we've got to go out and spend 200 million quid. I'm not saying that. But we should be able to bolster this squad a bit more because yesterday we had, was it 421s on the on bench? bench yeah. that. But you can't go on like that for too many games. Get away with it for some. But you can't have too many games where you're looking at your bench going, oh, we've got no midfielders here or we ain't got no centre-forwards here. Um, so I can see Silver going in January. I can see Johnny Otto going. Um, and they've been, you know, Johnny Otto has been a good servant. I don't know what's happened, but um, we, we, we've got to get behind these lads and let them know at home and away They've got our full back in. And I think we'll, we'll be all right, Dave. We'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. I think uh, I, I think um, that the Man City win followed by the Bournemouth win and, of course, the, uh, the Monday night football from Gary O'Neill has really woken so many people up to, like, going, actually, this guy isn't beige. 
He isn't that. He's got something about him. He gets the city. Like he said, he wants the team on the pitch to represent the fans in the stand. You know, and we started to see some of that. He seems to have a bit of um, intelligence. Don't forget as well, Dave, this theoretically, this because if he'd have been here in May, end of May, um, he would have had a good two and a half months. Theoretically, he's only just out of his pre-season. Yeah. With ideas. So, he's... He's done well because we were favourites to get relegated. By the way, with Luton, um, but no, I don't think he, we were. We were bigger favourites than Burnley to go down beginning of the season. Oh, we were, yeah. He's we were, and you know, I mean, you, and then you take into account the seven points that we've lost on top. I mean, and we've talked about this Everton with their ten point deduction. Well, we've had seven um, yeah. points for doing nothing wrong. And yeah, it seems. You know, I mean, it's good that we're not talking about VAR um, again um, this weekend. But, like, Lewis, um, interesting enough, uh, Johnny Otto, what's your thoughts on that? You've got any? Have you got any any sort of insight on it? Uh, no, not with um, Johnny Dave. I think it is um, the case of there was i saw it obviously in in twitter and things um over the summer that he wanted to there were, there were offers for him to go uh, but he decided to stay and, and and fight for his place but i think he hasn't had too many opportunities to do that obviously he had the ipswich game in the cup um and i think he's come off the bench once or twice possibly um but it seems to be that um when there is rotation needed at the back you know gary prefers to trust matt um so i think you know, he's, maybe personally, he said, I'll give it till January. If I'm still not playing, you know, I have to move on. It just kind of comes to the end of um, his time here. But, yeah, there was a time when he was, um, you know, doing really, really well for us. Obviously, before his injuries, um, he was a fantastic left back. And it was really crucial to, you know, how we played in that first season in the Prem. Obviously, obviously uh, Barry Douglas leaving and a lot of people were concerned because of how much he offered going forward. But then Johnny came in and, you know, he chipped him with a few goals in that first season and he really strengthened up the defence, which was required for the Premier League. So, yeah, I think if he does if he does go uh, in January, obviously wish him all the best. It's a shame because it, it seems to, to me that it was just his injuries that let him down and really stopped his good form. And he never quite recovered after after those uh, knee, knee injuries that he had. So, yeah, it, it's a shame to see him go like this. Yeah. Do you expect him to go in January? Uh, yeah. What What are your thoughts on Fabio Silva for January? I mean, we are in December. We're starting to look ahead to that. And obviously, you, you're quite... Um, we had a really nice chat when we met Mick um, and we talked about like some of the stuff that you're, you take a great interest in. You're, you're someone that takes a real interest in, um, in players around the world and do, you do a lot of... An, and analytical views on some of the players. Have you got some thoughts on January um, in like where Wolves should be going in in January and what we're likely to be looking at doing? Yeah, I think Fabio will leave. Um, it could be loan or... alone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the tough one because maybe the owners will look at the offers that will come in in January and they'll be less than what they could have got in the summer. So maybe they they expect. Alone will do the same thing to his value. 
uh, and kind of increase that if he performs well away from the club. But at the same time, there's obviously the risk that his contract will also um, go down by one year. So that's uh, risking the valuation declining. Yeah, uh, obviously it's, it's still long enough to sell uh, and get a, a fair a fair amount in. But I think also some clubs might look at it as a, a big risk to sign Fabio on a permanent deal. Um, you know, it's possible somebody could uh, look at look at him with an option to buy. But you know, we've seen how sometimes that they they can really go against us. I mean, look at the Adama deal when he went to Barcelona. Yeah. Um, with their option to buy that, that was a really poor piece of business because he came back with one year left on his contract, and obviously well, we had our packs taken down there. It was a big mistake. Yeah. So you you have to really be careful. I think. You know, Wolves are in the in the best position because we have obviously the contract length on our side. But I still think, um, yeah, I expect him to leave. Whether that be a loan or permanent will depend on of the specifics of a deal. But uh, in terms of coming in, I think um, we we just need depth. I think, like Dutty like said, you, you can get away with four players from the academy um, for one game. But if these were lengthy injuries or if the suspensions were three-game ban, it just really changes the dynamic of how the squad looks on a, on a match day. And um, yeah, I, I think in an ideal world, you'd have 22 players, you know, two 11s, your best 11 and your kind of second 11. And then you'd have a few more players, um, you know, in and around the squad who are capable. Um, and then obviously you have your academy players who are pushing on for the to join the first team. But at the moment, it seems that, we, we barely have enough for two 11s. So I think it would probably make sense to sign depth. Um, and possibly if we lose a player like Fabio, um, yeah, and, and Johnny as well, a couple of quality additions rather than just youngsters or, or you know, another sign like Dawson future. could be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, Someone who can come in and make an impact. I'm sort of like, my understanding is Wolves will be looking to bring in a, a, a number nine tight forward and another wide forward um obviously you know we we used to have a lot of depth in those areas but we don't um again sasha kalajic um he's been used very very sparingly by gary he has come on and made an impact against fulham i didn't think he did a lot again yesterday i thought he came on quite late i also probably think that we need defensive reinforcement um because like We've got the three centre-backs. We've got Santiago Bueno, who, you know, is coming on. But, like, may need a bit more depth. But it's obviously we know that in January there is a little bit of money to be spent this January. Um, there might be £20, £25 million pounds worth of floating around. Um, and I think next summer we'll probably, you know, free things up a little bit more once they've got, obviously, the, the calendar year out the way in terms of like the season but they still should have a bit of room to work uh, to bring something i mean Sutty, just looking ahead to to january and it's something obviously we'll talk more about as we get closer and obviously during january where where's the priorities for you if you're like the chairman looking over you're talking to the manager you've you've, you've assessed the club i mean what's your priority what would you say you're the sports director Shall just, we say? just going back to something you just said about Kalojic not playing well when he came on at Fulham, he's the perfect opportunity, Dave, when you're chasing a game or you want to change the way the game's being played yeah. to bring on. But it's no good putting 
expecting him to race onto little through balls and what have you. No. That's when you need that. This is when you need your two wingers to bomb him forward or your wing backs bombing forward and absolutely pummeling a penalty area with but with with crosses. You, you're playing completely wrong with him, I think. It, he didn't have a sniff at Fulham because no. there was no crosses going in. He so, looked lost against Fulham. Well, he looked lost. He's getting no service. You can't. Look, if Haaland had played for us against Fulham, there was no service, Dave. He'd have done well to score. You know, the gaffer, Chris, he said if Mbappe would have played for us for the first 70 minutes, he wouldn't yeah. have got anywhere near. Well, he wouldn't. So, you, it, it's all about how you're playing. And like I said earlier, and I'll say it once more, as soon as... And I I don't want him to move away from the, the wing-backs, by the way. I'm not saying that because I think we look a lot better playing in that system. But it, as soon as a team pushes their full-backs right onto our wing-backs, that pins us in then. We, can't, we don't seem to have that capacity to play out from the back like an Arsenal do. And... Get behind their fullbacks. We don't. We we we're, we're almost got a mental block here, Dave. Where we're frightened to have a go. And unfortunately, in this game, if you're not brave and ready to take the fight to that team, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. So, but for me, I would be going. I, I want another winger, um, and I want another centre forward, Dave. Um, but we can't afford to let anybody go apart from Fabio and Johnny in, in January. We can't be letting Neto's go. We can't be letting Eight Norris go. We can't be letting these Well, Eight Norris is going to be out for about up to four weeks anyway with the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, well, we, we, we can't. The only ones we can afford to let go are like to Johnny Otto and Fabio Silva. Because they're not really going to get a sniff with it. I think he set his stall out now, Gary O'Neill, and they're not for him. And football's an opinion-based game at the end of the day. Johnny Otto, like Lewis had just said, he's never been the same since two horrific injuries. Because um, pre-injury, Johnny Otto was probably in your top three on the team sheet every single week. Johnny Otto was that good. But he's lost two yards of pace. He's not fast anymore. Um, neither is Doherty, by the way. But I weren't that impressed with Doherty yesterday. But I'm not going to call anyone out because I don't think as a team yesterday, I thought we were, too, like I say, too passive, too accepting of our fight. They're, they're better than us. Let's just try damage limitation. Well, have a real good go at them and lose 2-1. Really have a good go. Not just for the last five minutes when you've scored. But yeah, for me, a, 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 a different kind of centre-forward. Keep Kalaidic because he's going to be an impact player for us. Still think he'll score you eight, nine goals in a season. Yeah, Coming on. Um, but we need that, you know, somebody who's going to run onto balls. Um Who's, who's going to instinctively shoot on sight. As soon as he gets a sniff of the onion bag, bang, he's going to have a go. Because if you keep, if you have a go, sooner or later, they're going to start popping in or bobbling out. You, 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 a bully-type character. Absolutely. If you don't shoot, you ain't never going to score. 
And I think at times we're our own worst enemy where we try and walk a ball in a net and score the perfect goal. No one's going to criticise you for having a shot in and around a penalty area, that's for certain. No one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, well, yeah, some great points there. Lee Lewis says, great points for the Garriers, giving their players confidence after Lopadis said they weren't good enough for him. So, I mean, interesting points. Um, uh, Nick said, from going out with that attitude, accepting a loss almost, that's bad on O'Neill. I don't think O'Neill sent him out, sent him out there thinking that. Um, it's it's quite interesting, actually. I mean, I, I feel quite in a quite a positive place generally because um, although we were passive, we did show character and resilience again yesterday. You saw that the fight, and you're right about Johnny Otto. He's lost he's lost some pace. He's bit he's lost his injury a bit like what happened with Raul. Um, but one thing Johnny Otto's always had is a very big heart. He'll, if he comes on, he'll always give you 100%. Um, but like you say, he looks as if his time's going to be going on. And we have seen over the last, well, since Large has gone, that there is, and Hobbs has come in as sporting director, that there has been a bit of a sea change on the recruitment and the type of players that they want and a bit of a changing of the guard. And... Like you said, Sutty, Gary O'Neill, really, two and a half months into the job, he's only really had a pre-season so far. He hasn't really had a proper transfer window of his own. I know there's some came in really, really late. And I don't think he's going to have a tra- proper transfer window until we get to uh, to next summer, where yeah. he can really sit down. January, they'll do business what they can, but players, teams don't want to sell their best players mid-season. Just like we're talking about, we don't want to sell Neto, we don't want to sell Aitnori, things like that. Neto's come out, though, and already said that he doesn't want to go. He wants to stay. I don't think they'll sell. I don't think they need to sell. I don't think they, like, marry, you know, Mateus Nunes, they've got good money for him in the end. And, like, where's he been at Manchester City since? I don't know. Um, it's not going all that well for him. But, like, we need to get Neto back fit. We need to keep, um, you know, our players fit. We're picking up far too many silly yellow cards as well. Kuna picked up one yesterday. Um, it was, I mean, I could understand his frustration, but he was having a go. You, 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 you're having a go. You're having a go. You're having a go, and you're having a go in the ref in the ref's face. Eventually, the ref's just going to go yellow card. We've picked up too many silly yellow cards and suspensions. Now, Joe Gomez and Mario Lamina playing in the centre midfield, putting tackles in. They're probably the two most likely to pick up yellow cards. Uh, they're on five. I think the next suspension comes at ten. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, what's your, what's your um, 
thoughts, Lewis, on Bellegarde since he's come into the team and got back in? What's your thoughts on him? Um, I think he's quite different, obviously, to Lamina and Gomez. He offers um, something I don't think we've really had at Wolves for a while. I think Noons was probably the closest player we've had to him, but I think Noons never really showed it enough. Um, he's quite creative and quite tricky with the ball. Obviously, you saw that the goal um, against Fulham that he was able to set up, it was great skill and really close control of the ball. Um, I think it's tough for him because obviously when... Uh, it seems like in an ideal world, when Neto's fit as well, there's obviously the two midfielders. Um, and I think they are obviously going to be Gomez or Doyle and then Lamina or Bubakar. And I don't really see a place for him in that two-man midfield, obviously when we have the three front men. So as good as he is, I think his role, um, it doesn't suit that two-man midfield. And obviously when Neto's fit, he's going to come back into the squad. So unless Gary is planning to play in, you know, more central, or it looks like we will go back to that two-man midfield, um, because I don't see us coming away from the the three central defenders and obviously the wing backs. So I really like him, but it's just trying to fit him in because I don't think he's um, a number ten as he's played in a couple of times. You know, he's been the most advanced midfielder. Um, you know, like Sheffield when Sheffield United, I think he played there uh, with Lamina and Gomez. I didn't think he suited that role. I think he's um, he definitely suits a, a slightly deeper role, but obviously not as deep as someone like Lamina would take. Um, but yeah, I, I like him, but I just I, I'm not sure how Gary's going to fit him in, especially when Neto comes back. Interesting. Um, Sutty, any thoughts on on Bellegarde yourself before we move on to? Uh... Well, I, I don't think he'll make your first eleven, as uh, Lewis has just said. But he gives you some something a bit different from the centre of midfield. He, you know, he is tricky. He will look to, he likes to run with yeah, the ball. he'll run. He'll look. He'll pick the ball up and he'll try and drive like he did at Fulham the other night. Get a cross in. It's a really good attribute to have, Dave, because that's far more appealing to me than somebody that just gets the ball, passes it side to side, then back side to side. You've got to be brave in this league, Dave. As you're going to get nowhere. You're, you, if you're not brave, you'll end up going down. So, well, we saw having... the goal against um, the equalising goal against uh, Fulham. What, how well he did, and he yeah. took the ball to the back post. It was a good delivery, a bit like yeah. you did for me uh, in that five aside, in seven aside tournament, Lewis. Me on the back post, and you chipped it across, and I finished it. Yeah, but couldn't you win a goal? You guys, to you carry on, mate. I say Cunha weren't goal hanging, Dave. He sort of peeled off. <laughs> no, rumor has I, I literally, Lewis will tell you, I spun off the uh, the centre back round to the back, and I, and Lewis, I don't know, you must have seen the run because he chipped it right mm-hmm. onto my head, and then I thought, bloody, hell, I'm going to have to head this, and I don't head balls, and it went in. It was a great. And I wish I'd have got. I wish I'd have got it on camera because I could have put it on there. It was such a good goal mm-hmm. um, in the sevens, um, but yeah. And um, we beat the. Uh, we were playing the foundation in the first match, and we won two nil. Uh, we won. Was it one nil? We won in. We won one nil, and then we won. We beat fantastic. We two nil in the second game. But um, anyway, next time I'm going to have a videographer, so we'll catch it, uh, Lewis and stuff. Let's get on to the um, man of the match performance rating and moment of the day. We'll go with you first, Sutty, for this. Um, I'll give Cunha man of the match, Dave. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I like Cunha. I know he's a lot of money, but I think he I like likes as well. He likes being here, doesn't he? He like he likes Wolves. He's always he's got a great thing going with the supporters as well. He's always like uh, he always comes over. Always got a big smile on his face. So I think he actually likes being here because I was getting a bit sick of players coming here, Dave, and using us as a bit of a stepping stone. It was getting a bit boring, weren't it? Um, so that's my man of the match. I'm going to give it a five, Dave, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we were we didn't deserve anything, and that's me being honest. Um, even, to, even with the last 10 minutes, we didn't deserve nothing, really. Um, and then... The moment of the day has to be the 25 minutes in the second half of an away support that start started to find its voice again, Dave, hasn't it? Well, it has. I mean, we talked about it at Fulham and we talked about it again, um, Arsenal. And I, I, I genuinely think it's because, you know, the away supports are always the first first sign of dissent. The away, the away yeah. support, if things are going wrong or turning on a manager, it tends to happen first of all at the away and then eventually like you said it'll filter through to uh to Molyneux but when things are also turning the other way and there's belief and they're starting to feel connected to the team again you, you see you've seen that now again we yeah. talked about like you know the, the fans were disenfranchised last year and the large they'd lot the connection between the between the, the the club the players and the fans that it was a disconnect and you know, gradually this connection's coming back, and we're starting to feel like we're all pulling in the same direction again. Yeah. And I think I feel like the fans, you know, feel that. And I feel like even though it's cold and it's not very pleasant, standing in the freezing cold and getting rained on, like we did at Sheffield and then Fulham and getting done and stuff like that, the fans, the away fans, and we've seen it at Molyneux as well. Look at Tottenham and you know Man City and. It's, we're starting to get a voice, and I think it's because the fans feel more connected with the, with them, this manager, and with this team, and they can see that there's something to cling on to. And ever since that Manchester City game when Nunes played, and uh, it's like a switch has been turned back on, and it's like everyone's come back together, and everything that's happened in the summer. Because let's face it, it was a joke the summer yeah. for multiple reasons. For different reasons, the dissent, the conflicting, the, there was a dis, there was a disunity across fans arguing with each other about different things, thinking about relegation. Gary O'Neill's come in. We're like, oh my god, people are like desperate. I mean, six games in, there were people on here telling him to he needed to go, and I was saying that ain't gonna happen. You've got to stick with it. And sometimes you have to stick with it, and and then. From that moment on, the Manchester City game, it's switched. And now there seems to be a belief that's within the fan base again uh, and a pride in our team. And a proud, I mean, we're always proud of our team. We're always proud to wear our colours. But there are there has been things that's gone on that we're not proud about and we've been concerned about. You look at Reading today. You look at Reading playing it they lost didn't they they got knocked out the cup and you, you feel for their fans with the owners that they've got they're throwing tennis balls onto the pitch you know you know they haven't played the the, the sponsors having to pay the staff rather you, you know the situation they were in the premier league 10 years ago and now they're they're heading down to league two and they got knocked out by a non-league team today in the fa yeah. cup 
I do feel that we're starting to see the um, the fans really connect with this team and long may it continue because if we carry on like that, I think we're, we're in a good place, Lewis. Yeah, I agree. I think obviously we had a couple of debates on here and you, know, you see people on social media, they're discussing things and um, it took a long time for that to switch from negativity to positivity. Now, I think even when we lose, obviously, you know, we spoke tonight about how the performance wasn't where it should be, but it's not, um, it's not catastrophizing things. You know, it's it's one loss and it's one bad performance, but we still believe we'll go in the next two games and hopefully pick up six points at the start of the year, at the start of the season. If we we played this bad and uh, the result went against us against Fulham as well, if we you know had two defeats on the row as we have had, um, people would probably be you know, catastrophizing the situation and calling for Gary's head. And it's not like that anymore. The situation has changed because I think the, I think the Man City game, you're right, it probably, probably was the turning point for most fans where they start to feel something a bit more now. The culture is there and you can see what's going on. Um, and it looks better. And when, when things are going good, um, you know, a, a slight hiccup, it's not as bad as when things are going bad and it's another loss and, you know, things can spiral then. But, yeah, I think things have definitely looked up a lot. And, you know, I hope it will continue for a long time, even if the next two games don't go as planned. If we play well and we have a, a fight that we've seen in games, especially the Tottenham game after the first kind of five, ten minutes, I think everything will be okay. Like, the, the fans will accept what's going on because, you know, it takes time to get to the stage where everyone wants to be, which is kind of back to where we were in the first and second season in the Premier League and, and hopefully pushing on beyond that in, you know, obviously it's just a few seasons away. But, you know, we can try and aim to that and have that ambition again. Um, I think that that's what we can, that's what we can try and do. Absolutely. Guys, if you do want to join in the, ch in, in the chat as well, don't forget, all you need to do is subscribe. And if you're not subscribed, please, um, please subscribe, subscribe to the channel. It lets YouTube know that uh, you're enjoying it and you get all the latest content. And we're getting close to 32,000, so uh, help us get there. Um, right, your performance rating, Lewis? Yeah, like Sutty said, you know, it's a, it's a poor performance. You know, he gave it a five. I'm going to give it a five, too. I think the performance wasn't there. The result is good. You know, if before the game you said you're going to lose 2-1, maybe you wouldn't take it because you shouldn't take a loss, you know, without seeing the game. But you look at the way the performance was and you look at the result, well, it's probably an all right result, really. Um, but the performance just wasn't there yesterday. We were so passive and we just turned up expecting to lose, I think. Maybe, obviously, I saw a couple of comments that said maybe Gary had sent them out with that attitude or, you know, that's something that come across from the manager. I don't think Gary would ever do that. I don't think any manager would ever do that. Um, I think it is just the players feeling maybe a bit nervous and things like that. But, you know, regardless of how they feel, when, when that the whistle goes, they have to be switched on enough to believe they can get something and, and push on and win. So five for the performance. Um, for man of the match, I'm going to go Cunha. I, I agree. I think his goal was obviously was a great goal, great finish. You know, it's quite instinctive as well. He didn't have much time for it. Um, it showed his quality because I know a lot of people have criticised him in the past. Myself too, for his lack of goal scoring quality. But showed he has got it yesterday because it was a good goal under pressure. Um, 
And I think you, you could see he has that passion. You know, a few players in the, in the past, maybe when Nuno was here and, and under Mick McCarthy too, they showed um, a passion. You know, they, they had the fire in their belly to, to be here. And I think you can see he's got that. And obviously, you spoke about the yellow cards he's picking up. And they're silly cards. But I, I think it's it shows that he cares. He's that bothered by a poor decision. He wants it to be right. And he wants, obviously, the decision to go in his favour. So I'd rather him get a yellow card for that than, you know, uh, sulking and complaining by kicking the ball away or something stupid yeah. like that. I, pre- I prefer that. You know, it shows he's fighting and trying to to really win, uh, even in this, not maybe necessarily win the whole game, but win the small battles in the match. You know, I, I don't mind that. Um, and then the highlight. highlight of the day, probably be his goal. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a good goal, Dave. You know, it was impressive. I know we've, the past few weeks, especially, we've saw, seen a lot of good goals, uh, especially the Sarabia one. But yeah, I think um, he's got it. And also the, the press from Nelson was good. If that can be, especially against Burnley, we can see more of that. I think we'll we'll put a couple, maybe two or three past them. Uh, I know they obviously won five nil, but uh, I can see us. You, you put them under a bit of pressure, and I think they'll fold. I love it. Um, whilst I go and find out, uh, decide on what I'm going to quiz you on for this uh, penalty shootout quiz. Um, Sutty and Lewis, your thoughts on the FA Cup draw, Brentford away? Um, you know, I, I was speaking to my dad actually this week. Week about cup because I think I I don't feel as if we're in a position now where we should be fearful of relegation, but I also don't think, I think it's too ambitious for us to push on for anything higher than uh, maybe eight at the most. You know that's really ambitious. So I, I don't see European football being possible for us this season via the league. So you know if we're not going to get relegated and we don't need to focus too much on the league to go you know to try and push on for European spot that way. Why not go for the cup? You know, I'm not necessarily saying I want to get to the final and win it, but if we can get to the quarter final, well, then you're three games away from winning it. And, you know, three games of football, anything can happen. So I think we should try and go for it this season. I know in the past we haven't really um, competed too much in the cup apart from that first season um, back in the Prem. But I think it's a, a good opportunity for a few uh, players to step in, like maybe Sasso will get a start or even Fabio um, if he hasn't left already. But, um, yeah, I, I think if, if I was Gary, I, I would go for the Cup this season and really try and give it a good go. Well, I hope he goes for the Cup. Uh, Sutty, Brentford away, playing Crap. them twice in 10 days. Crap. London I'd have rather, rather have gone to a League Two side, Dave. I know. It's boring, isn't it, going there twice in seven days? Jesus Christ. I know. And, and of all the teams to pick out in that last draw as well, all the rest were... Uh, you know, and we'd be yeah, to pick it is what it is. I mean, I'd go there, like Lewis says, go there, go strong, go for it. If you win that, it's good for the league as well because everybody's G'd up by a cup run. Everybody, so go strong. I'd always go strong. That's what drives me nuts a bit about the league cup when teams don't take mm-hmm. it serious. Everyone wants a day out at Wembley, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, I hope so. My dad does the same many times, he's 86. He wants to go to an FA Cup final with me and sing abide with me. And you know how precious it is time with your oh, dad. I mean, absolutely. That, would be, that would be such a a memory for him. And I just, please, 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 can we just have one year where we, you know, we, we can go all the way to the final? You know, for us, that would, I think that would be fantastic for us as a club, you know. And I, and I think one of them teams that, 
you know, hopefully we're not going to be worrying too much about relegation. And I think we're a team that on our day can beat anyone, anyone on our day. We've already proved that this year. We've beat Man City, we've beat Tottenham, you know, we can we can beat anyone on our day if we've got our players. So why not? Let's hope. Right, it's the penalty shootout competition quiz time. And this is going to be an interesting head-to-head. And I've picked for you guys club records. So, Lewis, I'm going to go. Uh, I've got this coaster. It's going to be my left hand or my right hand. You've got to pick which hand to, to have the choice. Which hand are you going with? Um, I'm going to go your left hand, Dave. Yeah, it's my left hand. So you want to go first or second penalty? Um, I'll go second. Sutty. Don't worry, Lewis. I've never won this. <laughs> only won it once, mate. Sutty. Club records. Wolves' record win, record home win, was against Croswell's Brewery in the second round of the FA Cup in November 1886. You might have been there, mate. I'm not sure. What was the score? Oh, God. Was it was it 10-1? Was it 14-0? Was it 14-1? Or was it 14-2? 14-1. You've hit the post. It's 14-0. 14-0. Oh, God. Right, Lewis, Wolves' record win away from home was in a first division game in September 1955. Who did they beat 9-1 that day? Was it Cardiff City, Chelsea, Derby County or West Ham United? Um, I'm going to go Derby. You've hit the post as well. It is Cardiff City. So both have missed your first penalties. So it's nil out one. Right, Sutty, back to you. Wolves' record home defeat was in a first division game in December 1897. Who did they lose to 8 0 that day? Was it Blackburn Rovers, Aston Vanilla, Burnley, or the West Birmingham Baggy Birds? Blackburn. You've hit it over the bar, mate. It's the West Birmingham Baggy Birds, would you believe? Right, two missed. Can't even get it on target. Telling all these strikers can't even hit the ball on target. Right, Wolves' record defeat away from home was in a first division game against Newton Heath in October 1892. Lewis, what was the score? Was it 1-10, 2-10, 2-12 or 1-12? He's hit it over the bar as well. It's one ten. <laughs> Quality penalty taking here. Right. Back to you, Sutty. Still level. The most points Wolves have achieved in a season under the three points for a win system is 103 points. In what season did they achieve this record? Was it the 2008-2009 season, the 2012-2013 season, the 2013-14 season, or the 2017-18 season? 17-18. Keepers tipped it round the post. It is the 2013-14 season. 
Um, I think the 17-18 season was the championship where we were on 99 points and lost to yeah. Sunderland in the last match of the That's season. Fun. I think it was the League One season that we got 103, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was breaking the League One record at the time, I think. So, yeah, you've missed three penalties. Uh, Lewis, back to you. Uh, the least, the lowest amount of points Wolves have achieved in a season under the three points for a win system is 25. In what season did they achieve this record? 2003-4, 2009-10... 2011, 2011, 12. 2011, 12. Are you locking that in? Or is that yeah, an educated I'm going to challenge. Yeah. 11, 12. Yeah. Mate, the keeper's got a touch on it, but he's hit the post and gone in. Ah. Uh, Good. So you take yeah. the lead. One out of three. So, Sutty. Wolves set a record, scored a record 115 goals whilst in the second division in 2031-32 season. Who was the manager at the time? Was it Jack Addenbrook, George Joby, Fred Scotchbrook or Major Frank Buckley? I'll go for the major. And he's off the mark, nicely struck. I think the actual keeper had gone for a kick cap because <laughs> dog. But yeah, you are correct. You are correct. So you are now on one out of four. But Lewis, of course, still has uh, the the lead. So, Lewis. What is Wolves' longest unbeaten runner games? Is it 20, 21, 25 or 27? Uh, I'm going to go 21. <laughs> He's smacked it in the back of the net. What a finish that is. That's going to be a guess, right? Yeah, it's a good guess, but yeah, I guess. Correct answer. So you're on, um, you're on uh, two out of four. Sutty's on one out of four. Sutty, you have to score this penalty to stay in. Now, bearing in mind when Jack and um, Hoops played, Jack hadn't missed a penalty. Uh, Hoops had missed one, and Jack uh, Hoops scored under the pressure, and then Jack missed, and then in the sudden death, Hoops won it. So you still got a chance. You, you remember we talk about that belief. Now's your time. What is Wolves' on, long, longest winless run of games? Is it 11, 13, 14 or 19? Thirteen. Are you sure you want to lock that in? Yeah. Mate, you've just hit over the bar again. The, the, keeper's, <laughs> on his deck, the keeper's on his deck chair, literally. <laughs> um, it is 19, actually. Never. Yeah, 19. Uh, Lewis, you've won, um, but for the coup de grace, um, what is Wolves' longest run of clean sheets? Eight, 
12, 10, or 14? I'm, I'm going to go eight, Dave. I don't think, the, um, you know, clean sheet's hard to come by sometimes, so I'm going to go eight. Now, Lewis, you have a very analytical mind, don't you? Yeah. You have a very logical way of looking at things. And this is yeah. why I think you're so good at this, because you've scored again. Three out of five. Sutty, one out of five. Um, and Lewis, you have another win chalked up against your name for this week. Well done. Can I make a quick comment, Dave? Yep. Don't bother with that league table, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to at some point. I'll, I'll be in the conference before we know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Anyway, guys, last one score predictions. Um, we'll go Burnley first, Sutty 3 1. Lewis, uh, I'm gonna go 2 1. Win 2 1. Um, yeah, and Fulham. Forest. Oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. 4-0. And Lewis? Um, 2-1. And Lucas has just texted me that he'd like to say 1-0 as well. So 2-1 for me and 1-0 for Lucas. Fantastic. Guys, just a reminder, we did a VAR T-shirt, which is bloody brilliant. Emma's designed this. Uh, VAR error apology repeat loads of these uh, people have bought these um, so make sure you, you get that and you can get them on a mug or a thing as well and also should I say uh, we also check the link below for uh, your, your FOCO comment for, or you, for your blanket your warm blanket for your, for your oops a daisy for your for the baubles and for the, the crackers for your Christmas table uh, make sure you check that out as well. The link's in the description below for that. It's been an absolutely brilliant, brilliant uh, show tonight. Lewis and Sutty, thanks ever so much for joining us. Um, keep the faith. Let's start really positively um, against Burnley and let's, you know, do them. It's about time we smash someone, don't you think? Absolutely. So can we smash Burnley and Forest? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Lovely. Lovely. Guys, thanks for joining us. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, take a second, smash a like on the video. If you're brand new, please subscribe. If you're listening to it back on catch up, leave leave it for us, leave some comments for us because we read it back in the comment section. And if you're listening to it on the podcast, uh, leave us a five star rating. From all of my guests tonight to you guys in the chat, keep the faith. Two games coming up, Burnley and Forest. Let's go and take them six points and score about six goals. That would be absolutely nice. Until the next one, always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.